0: you can achieve the impossible. (laughs) I get it. That can sound kind of cheesy, right? It could be easy to be giving me a little eye roll at that phrase (laughs) because when we think of the impossible, we can think of things like, I don't know, space travel or climbing Everest or something. But what I'm talking about on today's episode is the sneaky way we can subconsciously label our dreams and our desires as impossible and cut ourselves off from the joy of embracing our desires and seeing them manifest. I happen to know a thing or two about achieving the impossible. I did it. I changed my entire life. It gives me goosebumps to look back on where I was and how I felt and how my life is now by comparison. So I want this for you too, my love. Whatever it is that you really, truly desire, you know, that thing or that version of your life that you really want, but you don't even like to admit it to yourself sometimes because it seems too, well, impossible, mm -hmm, that. I want that to be your reality. I want you to understand just how very possible the impossible can be for you. So bring them, bring all your reasons why you feel you can't do that thing, have that thing, etc. And let's knock them down in one fell swoop in this episode and open you up to achieving the impossible. But not only achieving the impossible, but achieving it in a way that feels easeful and aligned and light and fun because, you know, that's how we roll around here. You're listening to the Limitless Mother podcast. I'm your host, Cory Javid, money mindset expert, success coach, mother, tea drinker, energy obsessed, manifester, afternoon bath lover, and thought leader in financial empowerment for mums. I know that we get to be successful because we are mothers, not in spite of it. And so around here, we do things differently. I've torn up the business rule book and created a new paradigm for us, one in which we create results using energy instead of effort. I'm on a mission to help you ditch the old way of creating success. You know the one where you work hard, hustle, and sacrifice, ew, (laughs) and instead teach you how to increase your impact and income without increasing your hours and how to manifest your dreams. So if you're a mother who's ready to learn how to elevate your energy to start making bank and start living your limitless life, this is your podcast, my love, and I'm your new biz bestie. Join me as we explore what's possible for us as mothers and business owners when we remove the limits. Hello, hello, limitless mothers. It is me, your business bestie, Corey Javid from CoreyJavid.com. How are you doing, my love, on this? fine Tuesday in January. (laughs) I'm chuckling to myself because I'm recording this in December, but hello from the past. (laughs) Um, How are you doing, my love? And we are here for part two of your most abundant year yet. Oh, yes. Oh, yay. And I'm very excited to bring you today's topic, Achieving the Impossible, how I did it, basically how you can do it too. Um, Yes, even with all those reasons that you think why you can't. We're going to be getting into that, my love. Uh, Before, we get stuck in let me give you a little update I'm gonna have to just apologize and we're gonna have to just get over this but my updates <laughs> at least for the next like well no maybe this will be the last one yeah this is the last update that will actually be um too far in the past because we aren't getting ahead over here and so my little update is a kind of Christmassy related one if you're like rolling your eyes like oh it's mid-January just sharp up about Christmas already I did kind of um consider whether or not I was going to share this one with you, given that it is Christmassy and you're listening to this in January. Uh, but actually, the point of the story is both universal and valid all year long. So. <laughs> So we're rolling with it. So let me just give you this little story from it. I think you're gonna appreciate this as a as a mother in particular. Um and then we'll get and then we'll get into the topic. So as you know, each week I like to tell you what limitless money looks like to me. So I have Worked in my money mindset, I have an entirely different experience of money because I have done that work and I feel in tune with abundance rather than scarcity. So that is my reality. But how does that show up on a day-to-day basis? Well, I will tell you how. (laughs) So here's what happened. I will try and keep this brief just because of the Christmassy nature so that we can get to the point and what this means for you. Um, So um, as I may have mentioned on the show, I did a different thing with an advent calendar this week. I may, um, this week, this year, I um, did like a little activity or something, small treat or some description for my daughter every day. Like some days it was literally like we read a book together. So it wasn't like all fancy stuff. Um, But yes, it's it's been lovely. But one of the things I booked way in advance tickets to this Christmas light trail at one of our our local National Trust properties. So if you're not in the UK and you don't know what the National Trust is, um, it's basically the big, fancy manor homes are all starting to get owned by this Not starting to, it's been going on for a long time. But a a lot of them are owned by this one organization that keeps them open, but that keeps them open for the public to go and look around as well. So anyway, there's this big old manor home, not far from where we live. Every year they do this really beautiful light trail paired with um, classical music. I've never been before, but I have lots of friends who've been and raved about it. And when I've tried to get tickets in previous years, I haven't been able to. So um, this year, I thought I'm going to book them early. I'm really looking forward to it. I was very excited. And so I did that. I booked them early. And then I popped the little note into my daughter's advent calendar thing majiggy for that particular day and so she opened that up we were very excited I started hyping her up even more about how great it was going to be um, the three of us going off there together later that very day then as we went down for breakfast she asked her well what time are we leaving for that I mummy? Mean, what time are the tickets booked for and so I was like oh, that's a good question actually <laughs> um let me take a look And I will tell you what I found out when I opened up my email, my love. What do you think I found out? I found out that I had booked the tickets incorrectly mm -hmm, and they had been for the previous day. So we had tickets and they had expired. I literally, I literally nearly cried. (laughs) You know, when you're just like, oh God, I've got her little popperty face sitting across the table looking at me all expectantly. And I've essentially ruined Christmas. Now, of course, I'm being a bit dramatic, but I did. I felt that kind of like sick pit of the stomach feeling of like, oh God, no, like this was one thing we were really, really looking forward to. And I've fluffed it. So I thought, okay, I'm a solutions person. (laughs) Ran upstairs and started a Googling and seeing if there's any way we could change these tickets so that we could actually go that night. And the answer was no. Compute says no. So I was like, oh, now what am I going to do? we could just accept not going. I thought, well, I know it's normally booked out, but I'm just going to see if there are tickets. And guess what? There were tickets. And I went ahead and booked three more tickets for that night. Now, the price of the tickets had also gone up and it ended up being really a large sum of money. to go to see this Christmas trail. Don't ask me if it was quote-unquote worth it. It was worth the um, joy of going. So why I'm telling you this is because this is the point of money sometimes, is to be able to easily and without blinking an eyelid just fix the mistake, just throw money at the problem, just get to experience the thing anyway. Was it really worth, I think it ended up being like 140 pounds (laughs) to just walk around a light trail for an hour. Was it worth it, quote unquote, like the actual experience? Would I have paid 140 pounds for it? Maybe not, but that's really not the point because we had this fun experience planned in. We were looking forward to it and we could have, I could have felt like we had to choose disappointment because of money and actually if money was the only thing standing between me and fixing this mistake I'd made then I was more than happy to just throw money at that and and not think about it and that's and that's really in some ways what limitless money means to me it's that feeling in that moment what am I going to choose I get to just choose to just go and do this thing that we've been looking forward to and not have it big be a big disappointment and a big upset I get to just choose to do that to throw Money at it and not feel like I have to justify it or worry about it or feel bad about the fact that I spent that amount of money on that or or whatever, or feel like the whole time, like, oh no, I don't feel like this is whether it's put loads of pressure on it now, it costs double or anything like that. I just went, well, well then, that's what money's for (laughs) to click the tickets and off we went on our merry way. So that's what limitless money looks like to me. So if you don't feel like you could correct a mistake like that in your life by just, you know, happily throwing money at it, then um, maybe you need Limitless money in your life. So head over to Coryjavit.com forward slash Limitless if you want to find out more about that. That's what money is for sometimes. It's for that either correcting a problem um, or Solving problems, you know, like another example is at the moment my car is in the garage, and don't get me started, I don't know why it's taking them so long to actually get the parts in to fix it. But in the meantime, I'm just taxiing it everywhere. (laughs) Um, And I could say, oh, well, I won't go to the gym this week because it's not quote unquote worth it to pay however much money to get a taxi there and a taxi back. But that's what money's for sometimes, right? And and when you feel like you have the ability to access and create and receive that money, then you're more able to use it in those situations where money really does make life like that bit better, easier, more convenient. You know, like I avoided the big upset by throwing money at the problem. I'm avoiding missing out on the gym. I'm able to prioritize my health over having to feel like I have to compromise because of money um, by using taxis. So anyway, in a real and in a very real and very up-to-date way, this is what limitless money looks like to me. So let's get into achieving the impossible though. Um, like I said, I've got these four podcast episodes right here in January gearing you up to have your most abundant year yet so I want the most money coming to you the most enjoyable experience of not just money but everything you know that comes with abundance an abundance of joy abundance of contentment it's not just money it's not money at a cost you know that's not how we roll around here um and so I was thinking really carefully about kind of what I wanted to give you to Sort of tool you up, so to speak, or gear you up and have you feeling prepared for 2022 and feel able and ready to make it your most abundant year yet. So, of course, we started last week with the kind of most important shift that you need to make. And if you haven't listened to part one, I would definitely recommend you go back and, and do that. And here, what we're doing is we're continuing to pave the way because I think when we look at the year ahead it's easy to start kind of limiting our dreams for it it's easy to start thinking well let me just modify this bit over there or let me just ignore that i want that bit over there and essentially it's really easy to tell ourselves that what we want isn't going to be possible this year we i've had so many conversations with clients uh, especially when they're new and they come to work with me when they're like, oh, well, my plan for like five years from now is this. And I'm like, cool. Why five years though? Um, or, you know, or 10 years or three years or I'm like, why not this year? <laughs> um, and they're like, oh, well, I couldn't possibly because da da, da. I'm like, mm, I'm not sure I buy that. <laughs> so um, I've had so many clients come to me and like achieve their like two year, three year dreams and goals in like six months, for example. So so really my point of today is I want to get you thinking about what it is you really genuinely desire for 2022. And I want to really bring it into the realm of possibility. So I want you to take whatever feels great, but is maybe feeling a little bit out of reach, a little bit impossible, or at least just not possible within the sort of time span of the next year ahead. And I want you to us to bring it within reaching potential so that you feel like, oh yeah, actually I can see how I can make that happen. And so what I'm gonna do today is I'm gonna kind of give you the how on that, but I'm also just gonna share with you how I have achieved the impossible and a little bit of my story in that way because I think it's really useful to have some evidence um, as a reminder of, of what you can do and what's possible for you. Obviously my story is, you know, unique to me and it's what I wanted. And so it but it's about taking the same premises and principles. Of, of how I achieved the impossible and applying it to your life, your business, your most abundant year yet. So that's why we're here. Very exciting. So let's start with you, my love. Let's start with, I want you to just tune in for a minute. Think about, I do, I get my clients to do this exercise sometimes. So you get a little bit of a sneak peek into some of the things that I do. Um, I want you to imagine that it is New Year's Eve and we're rolling from 2022 into 2023, so it's the end of this year. Um, if you're listening to this in real time, or, or in the, just, or if you're listening to this at some random like August or something, um, think of 12 months' time. But imagine it's the end of the year and it's New Year's Eve, and you're celebrating, and you are celebrating the fact that you've had an epic year. You have achieved what you felt or suspected might be impossible what does that actually mean for you now if you're listening to this on the school run or dog walk or in the gym or in the bath or doing some chores or <laughs> I get I get lots of you telling me where where you listening um, from and I really enjoy it um, then I would love you to take this away as a little piece of homework. Find yourself five or 10 minutes. That's literally all you need. And I don't want so whenever I, I always give you short little piece of homework, because I don't want time to be an excuse not to do these things. And I know that we're busy, and we're mums, etc. and business owners, right? Um, but you can find five or 10 minutes for yourself. And I want you to get quiet and have a blank piece of paper on or, or a new page in your journal in front of you. And I just want you to ask yourself, what do I want? What does that what are those things? Not just what I what do I want, but what do I really want? I think so often, and I've talked a lot before about accessing our desires and giving ourselves permission to desire on the show. I think too often we hide our desires even from ourselves or we don't fully admit or we don't fully go there and we modify and we restrict and we limit because of what we think is possible or not or what we think would be okay to have or what we deserve and all of this kind of nonsense limitations that we put on ourselves. But what I would really love you to do is just really open up just be very honest with yourself even if it feels impossible what would you like to achieve in 2022 you know we were talking last episode of like what is what does that abun- most abundant year yet look like for you I would like you to even take that a stage further today. I'd like you to think about what is there that's maybe there lurking at the back of your mind that you've not been maybe perhaps admitting to yourself that you would desire, or you've been thinking that it's part of your two-year, five-year plan. Let's see what there is there that is a stretch for you. It doesn't have to be a stretch goal because it doesn't have to be, um, it can be a financial amount, but it could be anything that you really want to do or have or experience or achieve? What is that thing for you that is feeling like you do really want it? It does feel really exciting, but it feels a bit out of reach. So I'd love you to tune in. I think it's really good to get into the habit and the practice of tuning into our desires and being really honest with ourselves about our desires. And it's, it's easy for fear to pop up and doubt and go, oh, but how? I don't know how you're going to do that or that's not even possible or blah, blah, blah. Fear is such an annoying, <laughs> lying a-hole sometimes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but I'd love you to just have a think about what are those things and see if there's anything that you've been hiding from yourself or anything that you've been pushing out further and further into the future because it's been feeling quote-unquote impossible, okay? um, Or maybe even just the goal that you've set for your year this year or the idea of abundance that you tuned into in the first part of this series, maybe that's just feeling a little bit impossible. But whatever it is, I want you to really bring to your mind something that has been feeling, let's just say, less than entirely possible and get really clear on it. And first of all, start by owning it. Just really own it. Just be like, yeah, I do desire that. Like, own it. Be like, yeah, that's something I desire. See if you can just do that even right now. I'm going to leave a little pause there for you. You owning it? <laughs> cool. Okay. So, then I want you to think about what are the reasons why you're feeling like you can't have it? You're not sure if you know how to. You're. What are all of the reasons, all of the limitations? Because we're so quick to, and we don't even recognize that we're doing this a lot of time because it kind of happens um, at the back of our mind, so to speak. But we're very quick to come up with all of the reasons why we can't have the thing. We don't know how to get the thing. It's not possible to do the thing, whatever. We come up with all these reasons and often circumstantial. Oh, but well, I have to wait to do that because I have to wait for this other circumstance to change. Or I can't do that because I don't know this. Or da, 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 da. So I'd love you to get really clear on what those Things are that are standing between you and that quote unquote impossible dream of yours. I think list them down. Now, this might seem like a strange exercise from me because often we are focusing, and I'm encouraging you to focus on what you can do and the positive. But I think sometimes when you actually just look your fears and doubts in the face, so to speak, look them in the eyes, you can see what you're dealing with here. And if you made yourself a list of all of the things that you think are holding you back or all of the reasons why it's not possible for you to do that thing or have that thing that you really want, basically to, you know what anything that's standing and you feel between you and your most genuinely abundant year where you actually change your life in the way that you want to, you actually live your dream in the way that you want to, whatever that means to you, when you make that list and you list those things out, you have a decision to make. You can argue to keep them, or you can let them go. (laughs) Um, Now, I know letting them go isn't necessarily so straightforward, and we'll get into kind of how you do that in a minute. But I really want you to know that you have that decision. They can feel like the truest of truths. You can be like, well, no, it just is the truth that because of this circumstance, I can't possibly insert your impossible dream here. But actually... When we accept that limitation, that's what we get. And when we Are unwilling to accept a limitation, guess what? That's when a different approach, a different perspective, an idea, a solution, a creative way of going about it starts to emerge and starts to appear. So I want you to open up the doors of possibility today. And I'm going to, you know, talk about how. But that's what we're really doing here is that when we allow fears or doubts to Crowd in too much, and we're not exercising the control that we can have over them then they're really calling the shots. They're really kind of like driving the train here, but it's actually, it's your train to drive, my love. You can listen to fears and doubts because sometimes they have some points to make and sometimes there's some things that we might need to do to mitigate against those things happening, or we might want to make sure we go about the achievement of our dream in a certain way so that we don't end up, um, in a situation that we're fearing, or whatever. So, you know, we can listen to them. Occasionally, they have a valid point to make, but our limitations are never valid per se. (laughs) So I would love you to really get clear with yourself of what it is that you want, but also what it is that you're telling yourself about why you can't have it and know that that is just a thought that you've been thinking. It does not, it doesn't matter how true it feels, even if you're like, yeah, but, Corey, but, if you're doing that in your mind, you're arguing for your limitation. And I want you to just be conscious of that, and then check yourself and say, well, hmm, do I actually want to argue to keep this? Do I really want to justify this? Or do I really genuinely want that thing that I say that I want? And so, should I start opening up to possibility that maybe that is just a limiting thought maybe there is a way to overcome or get around or whatever that thing is that i feel is standing my way so that is the first thing i would like you to start mulling over um so let's talk about how you then go about like what do you do next well i'm just going to share a little bit of my story with you as a bit of evidence because as i've talked about before on the show um When we want to manifest with more intention, when we want to manifest with more ease, when we want better, quicker, faster, more easeful results in our business, in our bank accounts and in our lives, um, the best place to be working is, of course, on our energy and moving specifically up the scale of energy if you've um, heard me talk about the scale of energy before but you're not sure on the ins and outs of it I have uh, an episode dedicated to that if you just go to my website corriejavid.com and um, go to the podcast page and search for scale of energy there's the scale of energy masterclass which um, talks about the energy fundamentals but there are four levels of energy that we are operating within in life and we can be at, at any one of those levels at any time And ultimately to manifest and you know bring into reality the things, opportunities, money, experiences, whatever it is that you desire faster. We want to be moving up the scale of energy and hanging out in either the expanded or the ultimately the elevated energy at the top there. But if we've been stuck in efforting, which is where a lot of us have been conditioned by society to live, um, then what we need to do to get out of that, so what you need to do to get beyond those limitations that we just kind of maybe uncovered or unearthed or just had a look at looked them in the eyes is to move start moving past them we need some evidence now you won't have your own evidence now yet that you can achieve that impossible thing otherwise it would feel very possible right because you would have done it before so what you need to do is look to others for evidence so i always recommend par- like power of 3 with evidence so this is something that i give my clients to do quite often i'm like okay let's go and find you some evidence so that you can use that evidence to expand energetically when we see somebody else or hear of somebody else doing something that we desire and they do in a similar thing that we desire and they're doing it in a way and this is an important thing in a way that resonates with us not like oh they achieved it but they had to work 50 hour weeks and really hustle and grind their way there ew then it doesn't count it has to be achieved in a way that resonates with us then what happens is, is we expect we grow energetically, our vibration increases to start bringing into our vibrational reality first, the possibility that we could achieve that same thing too. So, my driver and sharing my story a little bit on the podcast with you today is I want to give you some more of that evidence. Obviously, we've had case study shows on the podcast before, but really when we're talking about achieving the quote unquote impossible, I really want to talk to you about how just how impossible <laughs> my now life felt so that you've got that evidence if you need it to start thinking in a more expansive way about your goals, your desires, your most abundant year yet, and your whatever qu- impossible, quote unquote, I keep using quote unquote, because I don't really believe in the impossible. <laughs> you know, it's it's all possible. Um, Whatever is feeling out of reach for you, I want you to start expanding so that it comes into the realm of possibility. So maybe not all of my story will resonate with you. Maybe there are some things that I desire that you don't desire. That's fine. You know, different people want and desire different things. But what I'm really hoping is that the way that I did it is the thing that resonates. And I'm guessing that's why you're here, because I didn't hustle or grind my way to any of the things that I'm about to share with you. Um, And so that's what I would really love you to kind of tune into and allow the energetic and vibrational message of my story to kind of like permeate you and to start opening up any areas where you're still feeling limited and you're still feeling like you can't do or have that thing that you really desire. Now, I keep saying thing, it can be a physical thing. It can be literally like your life as you want to live it, that feeling of balance. It could be specifics like a holiday, retiring your husband, paying off your mortgage, like whatever other things for you, right? You need to decide what your things and your desires are. Okay, so here's how i achieved the impossible let me just kind of like paint you the picture of my life let me think i'm thinking like 2016 2017 would be a great place to just drop in on and i'm just gonna tell you what reality felt like for me so we had um our house and we had our daughter our house when we bought it we um had the kind of mortgage that was crippling us, to be quite frank. It was a higher interest rate than it's on now, and we earned way less than we earn now. And the mortgage just ate most of our money every month. And so we always were feeling on the back foot financially. Our house. We bought it as a fixer upper, and then just couldn't afford to do any of the re- renovations for years and years. And so I always felt like I was living in someone else's house, and I really hated it. Anytime someone would come around, I'd be like over-explaining, like I didn't choose this color in this lounge. I didn't choose this peeling wallpaper. This this stained carpet's not my choice, and it was it was gross. Really, a lot of the house, like. i'll tell you a couple of funny stories so the windows even when they were shut the curtains in our bedroom would billow because they were so drafty that like they would actually be kind of properly billowing as if the window was open um We had a huge tear in the carpet on the stairs that I would often catch my slipper on and trip off on. Delightful. We had a hole in the floor between the bathroom upstairs and the kitchen downstairs, so much so that if my husband was upstairs in the bathroom and dinner was ready, I'd just go, dinner <laughs> underneath the hole and he'd be like okay <laughs> just hear me because it's literally a straight up hole so we lived in it in a, this state of like grim disrepair for a really long time because we just couldn't afford to do anything about it and we also um we were hosts to foreign language students so um the town that we live in is a is a quite a big center for learning english for um foreign nationals and so um a lot of these students like to live with a host family to have that kind of immersive experience and so we were host to students all of the time and i'll be honest with you i hated it <laughs> Now, to be fair, there were aspects of it I liked and I did have some students sometimes that I really genuinely liked, some that we're even in touch with now. And I got insight into cultures like there, There was a lot that was good about it, but ultimately I hated it because I felt like I didn't have a choice in it. I felt like we really needed the money. I felt like I didn't really want, even as lovely as many of them were, I really didn't want somebody in my house when I came back after work and I'd driven across town to you know pick up my daughter before nursery closed I know some of you've been here you get it and then driven back and she's tired and she's hungry and it's later than I should be feeding her but that's just how it works out with the hours that I had to work and my husband was working two jobs so he didn't get home until nine and then I had this student there who wants to chit chat to me and I'm feeling like I have to be all lovely to them and make a meal and sit and all I really want to do is just have a bath and go to bed and veg out and I just Really resented it. Um, and it felt like a real compromise. Now, you know, that I feel like part of it, we could go back and say, well, you know, privilege to even have that as an opportunity, bloody blah. That's just how I felt. <laughs> right. Um, so that gives you a little bit of insight into our financial reality. I'll tell you a, a, an interesting story that combines the two the house and <laughs> the students together. So then we didn't have our lounge as our lounge because we needed money. The front room we had converted into a bedroom so we could have more students. Um, And we rented that room out to this um, (laughs) student once. She was like in her 20s and I would normally give all of the students arrived their spiel on do this, don't do this in terms of in the house to basically stay safe because it was such a state of disrepair. And I just... Overlooked telling her something, and I said, "Oh, get yourself settled in your room," and I left and I went <laughs> went into the kitchen, and I heard her say, "Corey," <laughs> like this really worried voice, and I went like rushing in, and I was like, "What's wrong, darling?" <laughs> and she, and she, <laughs> she was on the ground floor, and this room has a large bay window. Um, I don't know if you know what a bay window is. If I think it's quite a British phrase, Google it. Um, And you can see what I mean. And she had opened one of the windows that is normally part of the instruction of do not open that window. And normally we'd locked it to make sure. And anyway, both of those things somehow hadn't happened. So she had opened the window and the window had just fallen out. That she was just clutching the window. So it had fallen out. It was actually now touching the ground on the outside of the house, um, but she was still holding it. I'm not sure why. She could have just kind of let it go and propped it up against the side, but I guess she felt so alarmed, bless her heart, by the fact that she'd opened the window, it had fallen out, um, that she was still clutching it. So she's there like leaning through the hole that the window was once in, holding on to the, <laughs> the window. Um, and like, obviously it's funny, we can laugh at it now, but it just kind of perfectly encapsulates <laughs> Um the kind of life that we were living back then. And this was just how things were for us. It felt constantly like compromise. Like I didn't really want to have students in my house. I had to compromise because we needed the money. I didn't really want to be living in somebody else's decor in this rundown way. I had to compromise because we couldn't afford to do it up because between nursery payments and the mortgage, things were tight. I felt like I had to compromise. I I really disliked my job, but it felt like I had some sort of flexibility and I felt like I should feel lucky to have it because it paid I thought quite well which I kind of like laugh at, at that notion now now what I know what it's like to actually be paid well but the theme really was compromise all the time and often down to money but a feeling of powerlessness like I felt like I really didn't want to have students and I felt powerless I felt like we had to have them it was just feeling of things being forced upon me um and I'll give you another example. We had this car. <laughs> um, my friends still like to reminisce about this car. We had this old golf. Now my husband is very handy. He does. He can turn his hand to anything. He can um, fix anything that goes wrong on a car. Um, he's even rebuilt rebuilt entire engines before. But anyway, I had this. Car that was, I guess he just got sick of like fixing things on it all the time, or sometimes it would be between him getting the parts, and there was just so many things wrong with it that it was just always in this state of disrepair. And so, it, it, we had this, so this car of mine, I'd drive it around, and at one point the gearbox was going, and the other thing was money. So, we'd be sometimes saving up for the part that we needed. We needed a new gearbox, and every now and then it just wouldn't go into reverse. So, I would be just stuck in a car parking space unable to reverse out of it like guess i'll just sit here and wait and it was so intermittent you just have to wait keep trying and then eventually like you might get it in um i'll give you a very quick story here that one of my friends really likes to to talk about well first of all one day she got into the car and she's like why are you wearing a glove and it's because the top of the gear stick had um fallen off and left a jagged surface behind so i had to wear a glove so it didn't cut into my hand (laughs) which is really pathetic right um and another time i was off to a (laughs) um a day off site of training for um that my job had sent me on and I was running late, and I drove to the hotel that it was being held at, and I went to the car park. It's a really tight, like a few floors car park, but a really tight, small little thing. There was one space. I pulled forward so that I could reverse into the space, and yes, you guessed it. The reverse failed, (laughs) and so I had no choice but to get out and push this car into the space whilst wearing a pencil skirt and heels um and i realized as soon as i had actually achieved this but you know girl power i managed to make it happen um then i had a cctv camera like pointed straight at me probably thinking what the fuck is she doing? (laughs) Why is she pushing her car into the space? Anyway, you get the point. My life was about compromise. My experience of life was not one of quality or luxury um, or of havingness. Now, I still recognize, and I just want to say for the record, I still recognize that I was still, despite all of that, living in absolute relative privilege. So, I don't want to not acknowledge that. Um, But my experience and my feeling was of not enoughness. There's never enough. It felt very unfair. I felt very resentful of a lot of the things in my life. I felt very forced to compromise um, and trade down on things, do things that I really wasn't enjoying um and i felt like a victim of my reality is kind of how it was i complained a lot i was not a happy person i was stressed a lot of the time as well so um and i had lots of like just i was always at the gp there was always something like niggly wrong with me nothing serious but just it was all manifesting in like physical kind of ailments and aches and pains and stuff even though i was only like young but by comparison back then so that was my life that was my reality and that is not my reality now if you went back in a time machine and explained to 2015 2016 even the beginning of 2017 me that i would be living this life right now i would have thought you were absolutely deluded now my life looks entirely different. Now we have plenty of money for the things that we desire. We don't have to compromise. So I don't have to go to the cheap supermarket, which I didn't used to like to do because I wanted organic food, but I didn't feel like I could afford it. So I had to compromise on that. We've done up our house. It's largely finished and we've done everything to the spec and the standard and quality that we like, and we've made no compromises on choices from a financial point of view. We've done it exactly how we want to. We, well, pandemic notwithstanding, we go on the types of holidays we want to with a really great feeling of being able to say yes to things while we're there. We did have most of the time, a, maybe a holiday um, in my previous life, but. It would have been like the cheap place that we could find, very limited budget, and all the time kind of like, oh, well, we can't eat there because we won't have the budget for it. And keeping an eye on like the money was always just running out. It's still that experience of not enoughness would just come on holiday with us, essentially. I rarely feel stressed now. I feel a genuine sense of balance most of the time, not 100% because, you know, human over here, living a human experience. I work way less. So back then I work 30 hours officially shoved into a three and a half day week. Um, yep, and um, And I ended up working overtime all the time. Now I work maximum 20 hours a week, often less. I have Mondays off, just for shits and giggles. Not because I need to do anything, but just for me. Um, But most of all, I just like genuinely enjoy my life. I used to feel really disgruntled and resentful and guilty about that because I felt like, why am I feeling guilty? I have a lovely husband, I have a beautiful daughter, I have a house that we, uh, you know, okay, are struggling to pay for but it's hours at least I have a lot to be thankful for and I'm employed but I just never felt content and I couldn't understand why and it's because I really wanted more and I wasn't um acknowledging that or allowing myself to believe that it was possible and um and so I just felt this kind of like general discontent and so now I feel like you know I have so much more power in my life, ultimately, and so much more contentment, so much more freedom. And that's what like my change has, you know, in my life has done for me. So this life that I live right now, doing work that I love, getting paid amazingly for it, like I could, I feel... Switch off and do hardly anything, and still make six figures next year if I wanted to. Like as a minimum, (laughs) like I feel like that's my like absolute minimum baseline that I would know how to make. Does that make sense? And that felt impossible to me when I started my business. I heard of people making six figures, so a hundred thousand pounds a year, and I thought, no, are they? No, really, that's what people are doing? (laughs) No, and here I am, having made many, many. six many multiples of six figures um and knowing precisely how to do that and but it felt impossible so so much of what is my reality now at one point felt impossible the balance Felt impossible. The idea of getting paid really well to do something that I loved, I didn't even know what I would love to do, that felt impossible. Um, The experience of having more than enough money in life to do the things that we need, but also the things that we want, that felt impossible. When I started my business, thinking about even just entertaining the idea of having a business that made six figures a year felt impossible. The idea of just having a business that even just paid the bills when I first started out felt impossible. So I know I'm kind of like laboring that point, but I really want you to know what a huge transformation I've experienced in my life, like completely like night and day kind of change of reality. My life is totally different. My experience of my life is totally different. I'm different. And my business was a conduit for a lot of that. So a lot of the abundance has come through my business, of course. But ultimately, it was me that changed. And so the reason why I've just shared all of that with you is because I want you to know how much I get it. Whatever it is that feels impossible to you right now. I get it. I've been there. I've been on that side. And that's why I was describing that to you, whatever that is. Now, maybe you're not back where I was. Um, Maybe you're looking at, you know, going from 5k months to 10k months, and that seems impossible. Maybe you're at six figures and you're looking like some of my clients are moving into multiple six figures now. Maybe that's the thing that's feeling impossible for you. Wherever you're at, and whatever is that kind of like thing that you want but feels just out of reach. My point of sharing that story is I get it. And I have made the impossible possible for myself. And so what I want you to take from that is this expansion of energy. I want you to start using that to sweep away all of those things that feel like they're in your way. Sweep away all of the limitations and go, do you know what we, us, around here, mothers and business owners can achieve things that have been previously impossible actually and genuinely have been impossible for other generations but are actually so much more possible for us now if we dare to believe in it and so how you're probably asking like how how do we get from wherever you're at right now to wherever that thing is that you want that's currently feeling kind of out of reach or kind of not achievable or attainable so let me just go through with you really quickly what I did that you can do too. So the first thing that I did, and you've already done this (laughs) because you're here, is I actually stumbled across mindset work so i wasn't even thinking of starting a business um i was convalescing after having a hysterectomy operation um and i don't even know how the universe just served it to me (laughs) and i stumbled across mindset work and it just literally opened my mind and started to open me up to possibilities so that was the first thing is just kind of starting to go wait a minute could something else be possible for me here? Wait a minute. Am I Wait, am I allowed to want these things? Am I allowed to dream these things? Is that okay? Really? People are doing shit? <laughs> so that was the first thing for me. You've already done that because you're here, right? So um, the second thing is, this was a tough one for me back then. I took ownership for my experience. Now, When I say that, don't misunderstand me. This is not about making ourselves wrong. This is never about placing fault at our door. No, I am not about that. Um, This is more about empowerment because the thing is, is I know that there is so much that goes into us feeling like it is impossible. There's so much that we have been conditioned to believe. There is so much at play systemically, depending on your background, your gender, your race, there can be all sorts of um, additional things that are providing extra challenges for you. And those things are not your fault. And well, none of it is your fault, right? But we do each of us regardless of those other things outside of us that might be creating additional challenges we do each of us have the ability to feel empowered to shape our experience of life in a really really big way we do have that ability to empower ourselves on that front and so for me i recognized the part that i had played in the creation of the reality that i was living now that was a bitter pill for me to swallow <laughs> let me tell you because i had spent now i'm just talking about my personal experience here and i can't i can't know where you're at right so you need to be discerning um on this for yourself. But for me... I recognized that I had been living in this very victim mentality and I realized that I had been expecting some sort of savior or something, but I had basically been expecting something outside of myself to change things for me rather than me taking ownership and changing them for myself. That was, like I said, that was a bitter pill for me to swallow. I'm not saying that that's a realization you need to make because each of us are in our own circumstances, But ultimately, what we can do is empower ourselves to take ownership for our experience. Um, And so that was the second thing. Thirdly, I finally let go of um, the guilt that I had about desiring more. So I felt like it made me somehow a bad mother to want something beyond motherhood, for example. I felt like it made me a bad... Um, person to not just be grateful with what I had. And I had a lot of people around me being like, well, yeah, I know, but this is just life. You know, we just have these kind of shit jobs and we just never have kind of enough money. And, da, 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 da. and I was like, oh, really? And then I felt guilty for desiring more outside of that. So, The third thing that I did was I finally let go of that guilt and I owned that I desired more for myself. And that felt scary because I had no idea how I would make that happen. It felt impossible. But I finally let go of it and decided to just start by owning that desire, just start by acknowledging it to myself, um, which I did in the privacy of my journals at that time. (laughs) Then the next thing that I did is I just decided to believe it was possible. So I did what I'm hoping to be doing for you here is that I went and looked for evidence that this was possible. I started to gather evidence. Now, I had to patch some shit together because there were the, the examples of not just women, but mothers who were business owners doing what I wanted to do, living how I wanted to live and doing it in the way that I wanted to do it were very few and far between. So I had to cobble some stuff together there so you've had fortunately you've got me you've got the other women that i've brought onto the show either as case studies or interviews showing you what's possible and but there are i think more and more now women out there sharing their success stories which i am just so grateful for because i think we need uh, an abundance of evidence of women not just being successful we've had some of that for a while right but but being successful in a way that works for them. Being successful because they're a mother, not in spite of it, right? Uh, Which is what I like to talk about over here. So I decided to believe it's possible even without my own evidence. Now that is the real clue here. We've talked about it before on this podcast, but our brains love some evidence and they love to justify the limiting beliefs, but in the absence of that evidence. So look to people around you, look to this podcast your, or my community, my Limitless Mother Facebook community. You can ask for evidence over there wherever you need to go for your evidence. Um, But look for outside of yourself, because if it is something that is feeling impossible to you, of course, you won't have evidence yet. Um, But the thing that's going to help you achieve it is deciding to believe it's possible, even in the absence of that evidence. And actually, on that note, the universe loves to deliver me, side note here, um, deliver me just the perfect things in the perfect time, because that's what I decided is my truth. Um, And today, I just thought on a whim whilst I was putting on my makeup, oh, I fancy listening to an Abraham Hicks video on YouTube. There's thousands of them. Um, Bless their heart. They're there for free um and i hadn't done that in a while but i just felt compelled to and lo and behold didn't i hear the perfect quote for this very podcast today so here it is shared with you the universe has given this to you via me (laughs) um and they said the most powerful creators are those who find confidence without evidence which is exactly what we're talking about here right so i decided I was changing my life. I decided I'm done with this shit. (laughs) I decided, do you know what? I'm going to make a hundred thousand pounds a year. And that's just for starters. I decided, do you know what? I'm going to do this while working. Back then my thing was 25 hours a week. I'm going to do this while working 25 hours a week. Do you know what? I'm going to, I've decided I'm going to do all of this doing work that lights me up. I'm going to have it all in that way. I'm going to have work that lights me up. I'm going to get paid really well. I'm going to change my life and I'm going to do it all while still showing up as the kind of mother that I want to be. Um, I had no evidence to support that I'd be able to do that. That felt impossible, but I decided to own that that was my desire and I decided to start believing it was possible for me even though I had no evidence that I could achieve it. That was a, that was a real kind of change for me. And so then the fifth thing is, well, then what did I do to put that into action? I went to town on my mindset. <laughs> I went to work on my mindset because all of these things came together for me when I started understanding how my mindset had been playing in a ro- uh, such a huge role in my experience up until then. I was like, well, okay, then that's what I need to be changing if I want to achieve this impossible dream for myself. So it did not take massive action on my part. Well, it couldn't have because I was working 25 hours a week max, right? (laughs) Um, It did not take any kind of fancy strategy. I had the most basic of strategies, still do. Um, And it did not take figuring out the Instagram algorithm finally. I don't think I've ever got there. Um, (laughs) But I did, you know, I did change my life as I've described. And so you get to do these same things too. Um, But it did take, so here's the thing, it did take consistent. Daily dedication to my mindset and my energy. And now I know I talked about last week that's the shift is understanding that that's where you put your attention and your focus if you really do want to have a different kind of year. But this is the thing that separates the people who achieve the impossible from the people who haven't yet. It is that consistency. I'm not talking about an hour a day, my love. I'm talking about two minutes, maybe five minutes maximum 10. So you do have time, but I also know, and it's not hard, but I also know that the consistency piece can be a muscle that we need to kind of flex and and grow, you know? So I did it consistently. Now, at first, I wasn't consistent, but then I started getting more consistent, and then I started getting results quickly, and you've heard me talk about this before, and then I was addicted, and then I was like, oh, well, damn, I'm going to be consistent from now on. And I've remained consistent. And so I remain <laughs> in the energy of co- creating better and better realities and experiences for myself, right? So what does that literally look like, though? When you hear me say, like, I went to town on my mindset and you're like, well, what do I need to be doing, Corey, if I want to be achieving the impossible here? So you need to be doing those things that I said in terms of you know, taking ownership for your experience, um, if that feels applicable and true for you. Letting go of any guilt and really owning your desires, deciding to believe it's possible for you even without evidence. And then, you know, how does that mindset work consistently play out? What does that look like? For me, um it looked like this. So the first thing that I did was I healed my relationship with money. So I realized that I'd been in this awful Push pull dance with money. I was been like treating it like a mistrustful lover who I was worried was going to leave me and never come back and was never around and never there for me. Um, and I knew that this new vision of life that was forming for myself and in my dreams, I knew that it was gonna require money. Um, and so I decided to take ownership of the part that I played in my experience of money so far. Again, not making myself wrong or sort of claiming fault, but just, uh, just acknowledging, oh, I can see how I inherited those beliefs. I can see how that part of childhood influenced me. I can see how that then has played out through motherhood and adulthood. And I can see how that's now still shaping what I believe about money and therefore my experience of money. So, I healed my relationship with money. That took me a long time because nobody was really teaching it back then. And certainly no one was teaching it with respect to motherhood because motherhood does play a part. Unfortunately um, for you, if this is work that you want to do, I created Limitless Money because it did not exist. <laughs> and because it took me so long, it doesn't have to take you long at all. It's all just kind of like, it's done almost almost for you you literally just have to listen (laughs) and and you can be transformed so i healed my relationship with money that was the first thing um and then i just set about upgrading my beliefs so i noticed where i was believing a certain thing around money in particular or about what I could have or what I could achieve in my life and my business and what was possible for me. And I started just upgrading them, just not in huge sweeps at first, but just kind of like... What would feel like a level above that that would feel more empowering? What would feel a level above that that I could start to get on board with? And I started to install these new beliefs. Now, how do I do that? You can do that in a number of ways. You can use affirmations. You can write them down or speak them um, to yourself. I find audio the kind of quickest, most direct way because it can get to your subconscious more easily. Um, which is why I made a limitless money and all audio course. Um, partly for the ease and for the fact that I knew it would be something that you would complete, but also partly. Um, because of the effectiveness that I've found of audio in mindset work. So I started like recording myself these affirmations and these guided um, meditations and things to try to upgrade my beliefs and what I believe to be true. And so that is what helped me to believe without that evidence. And it is that belief in advance that helps to shape your reality and reality starts catching up with your beliefs quite quickly. Um, And then, in terms of the how i tended to it daily it's like your mindset is like a garden if you want to achieve the impossible that's like saying i want this beautiful flower garden where i've currently got just a pit of dirt <laughs> um and really you want to plant those seeds aka those beliefs and then you want to nurture them and water them and watch them grow now that doesn't have to take a long time you can dash out there with a watering can for 2 minutes give them a bit of water and go back out again right go out the next day maybe pull out a weed go back in again um And it's the same with mindset work. It's something that needs to be cultivated on an ongoing basis, but it doesn't have to be laborious or it doesn't require um, huge effort or long hours from you, Um, but it's the consistency. So I tended to it daily, even when at first it seemed quite frankly ridiculous because I didn't know anyone else doing this kind of thing. Even when I felt Let's be honest, embarrassed about what I was even daring to believe for myself and for my family because it was so wildly different from what our experience was at that point, even when it looked like it wasn't working. And oh my goodness, there have been so many times in business and in this trajectory to get to where I am now where it's looked like it isn't working. And sometimes I occasionally get sucked into believing that it's not working for a while because I am human, having a human experience. Um, But I ultimately remind myself of my power to decide to believe it's working even when I don't have evidence yet and do my piece, which is staying um, in energetic alignment with it, which is just a kind of fancy way of saying staying in belief, right? Staying in belief that it's coming and I'm confident that it's coming and it's going to be mine, whatever that thing is. So, None of this is actually hard or complicated, but it does take commitment, right? If you want to achieve the impossible in 2022, you don't need to take huge action. You don't need to hustle. You don't need to grind. You don't need a fancy convoluted strategy. You don't need all manner of weird and wonderful tactics. This is the great news, my love. You don't need any of those things. Do you need to take some action? Sure. Do you need a strategy? Of course. But really the thing that's going to help you achieve something that feels out of reach and bring it closer into reality is this work that I'm talking about is if it's relating in any way to abundance money, it is going to need to heal your relationship with money first and then go about up leveling your mindset. So upgrading your beliefs so that your beliefs are in alignment with the thing that you want. If you don't believe you can have it, you won't. If you don't believe you deserve it, you won't, you won't welcome it in. You won't be open to receive it. And so That is the true place to focus now. But the beauty of all of this is, is when I say it's the true place to focus for maybe two to five minutes a day and then you're done and get on with the rest of it. (laughs) That's why this is great. That's why I'm so passionate to talk about this because it's such a... It's such good news for us as mothers and business owners that we don't have to slog our guts out. We don't have to stay in overwhelm. We don't have to find more hours. We can tend to our mindset daily and start watching the impossible become possible. That might sound too simple, too good to be true, but I'm here having lived that And I'm here having practiced it and I'm here having coached so many women to do the same that, you know, the evidence stacks in my favor. So, you know, you get to choose to believe it too. Um, Okay, so... If you're like, I want some more of the how, then don't forget I have that brand new training that I've created for you. Head over to corriejavid.com forward slash training. I'm talking about the three secret, well, they won't be so secret for long, strategies that I use to make more money as a mother. So the three techniques that I'm talking about in that training i'm going into depth um but they're three things that were instrumental in me achieving the impossible um and the very shift and change that we've been talking about today so if you want to get into um some of those topics and a little bit more and have more um explanation around those i would highly recommend checking that out um it's value Pack training corriejavid.com forward slash training if you're listening to this and you're like I want to achieve the impossible. I want the most abundant 2022. Um, And you need some support bringing that into the realm of possibility. You need some support healing your relationship with money like I did. You need some support upgrading your beliefs around money. Like I did, then you definitely need limitless money. Head over to corryjavid.com forward slash limitless. This is the very reason why I created it, it's because I achieved the impossible. And what I teach for you in there is how I went about making that happen it is the mindset work that sets you up for that it is the mindset work that you need if you want to completely change your financial reality and do it in this way that we're talking about without hustle without sacrifice without overwhelm so that's Coryjavid.com forward slash limitless um we always put the note uh, all of these links into the notes in the podcast player that you're in so you can just even from this podcast player poke on the description there you should see the link um you can always dm me for the link on instagram at corryjavid.com um and the next episode you're going to extra love because we've been doing the energetic and the mindset preparatory work for you for 2022 um in the third part of this series then which is coming out as usual next tuesday we're going to be getting super practical i'm going to be taking everything that we've um been talking about and discussing and getting into place for you so far and channeling it into practical action and into three things specifically that your business needs, regardless of your type of business or where you're at, the three things that your business needs to really succeed in 2022. So I'm really excited for that. Um, I'm going to love you and leave you and never forget my love. Never forget. You can achieve the impossible. You know why? Because you are limitless. Bye for now. Have you been enjoying today's show, my love? Then help your business bestie out. Head over to iTunes now and leave a review. The team and I pour our best energy into bringing you this show each week. And so it would make us so happy to see your review. Plus, we are known to surprise and delight our reviewers. So if you take a screenshot of your review before you hit submit and send it to team at I can guarantee a little treat will be winging its way to you.